on the podcast today. We are talking the Christmas Day results in the NBA, updates uh, in the NHL, preview of the Raptors versus the Spurs, my five NFL games of the week, and also my top ten. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Day, everyone. I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Lots to cover on the show today, so let's kick it off with the NBA Christmas games. Lot, five games happened yesterday. As you know, I did make some picks, so I will be starting my NBA picks as well uh, once a week, just like I do for the NFL games. So we had the Brooklyn Nets playing Boston, we had Golden State playing Milwaukee, the Heat playing the Pelicans. Clippers playing the Nuggets and the Lakers playing the Mavs. So it was a busy day. And you know what? Some one-sided affairs when when you look at all the results. So let's kick it off with the Brooklyn Nets. Well, the Brooklyn Nets just straight up dominated the Boston Celtics. And you know what? They're they're sitting at 2 and 0. You know what? I I really am not judging yet on the Brooklyn Nets and what they're going to be doing this season. I have stated in my rankings that they'll be finishing 4th. Why? Because I'm not jumping on the bandwagon yet. Some people are after the first game. They are. Yes, it's great to have KD back. Yes, everyone's happy to see Kyrie in a good mood. But we want to see this team, what they're going to be like when they struggle. That's my concern. Everyone's jumping up. Oh, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be going to the NBA Finals. They're going to win it all. Well, let's just wait and see. But last night, they dominated. They won twenty. They won 123-95. to 95. Kyrie Irving with 37 points. Uh, let's check out KD. KD with 29. So they are looking like a dynamic duo and unstoppable. But the rest of the team on Brooklyn is also very good as well. So let's everyone calm down on this. Listen, they're 2-0. Everyone's already pegging them to be in the NBA Finals. Let's see what happens. Let's see what teams do to adjust. Let's see what teams do to break down this new Boston, or not Boston, new Brooklyn Nets team. Let's wait and see. But they dominated last night. I'm not going to take that away from them. They definitely beat down the, the Celtics. <laughs> they beat them down very badly. Especially when the Celtics had a competitive game against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, are the Nets going to be a good team this season? Yes. I'm def- I definitely was saying that. But, I also said that I'm going to be doing an evaluation after the first 10 games of the season. To see where every team is at and who's going to be legit. So, I will make my judgments and my calls in regards to who's there. I've made my predictions for my rankings on who's going to be finishing what spot. I'm sticking with that. So I'm going to follow that. But you know what? Shout out to Brooklyn and their domination. You know, they beat them by 28 points. 28. They just straight up dominated them. You know what? Kyrie looked great. Kyrie looked, you know, like his old self. But we will wait and see what happens as this team develops as the season goes on. But. Shout out to Brooklyn and their domination. Boston didn't have a way of slowing them down. That's all I'm going to say. And you know what? Wait and see how the season goes. That's all I'm just going to say. Wait and see. Next game was GSW versus Milwaukee. And Milwaukee dominated and 
Golden State looks like they're hurting. 138 to 99. That was a dominating game. So, you know, Curry is, you know, he's doing his best with what he has. That's all I'm going to say. He's doing his best with what he has. But, you know, we'll see how this Golden State Warrior looks down the road as well. Will they make adjustments? Will they continue to be going down this rocky mountain with their team? They're, they're not looking good. They're not looking competitive. Now, they're still missing Draymond Green. He's still out with a foot injury. You know what? Wiseman, who was looking pretty good in his rookie debuts uh, as well. You know, Wiggins is doing his best to fill in for Clay Thompson. So, we will see what will happen as the season develops. And when Draymond Green comes back, so that's a, a good piece right there. Now, GSW, I had them finishing fifth in the West because, you know, you would think that with the development and how they're going to rebound after last season, you know, fifth could still be there. Listen, I was just talking about the segment before with Brooklyn. It's still the second game, guys. Let's just wait and see how everyone's going to be developing and how the season progresses. But Milwaukee looked good. Uh, they rebounded after that heartbreak last week, especially with Giannis missing those that second free throw to force an overtime. And you know what? Uh, Brown getting that game winner, technically the game winner. So we will see how everything develops as the season goes on. But Milwaukee looked good after a, a tough loss last week, or a tough loss on Wednesday night against the Boston Celtics. Moving over to uh, another game that happened at night, Miami Heat beating the Pelicans. Yes, the same Pelicans that beat our Toronto Raptors. And it looked like the same style as what they had. Like, same for, the Mi Sorry, let me repeat that. Miami had the same formula than the New Orleans Pelicans did to beat the Raptors. They looked good. They did. Listen, Zion Williamson had a good game, 32. But when we're looking at the rest of the team, you know, Harrell looked pretty good with his 11. You know, Robinson. Robinson had the team high, but it looked like a team victory for the Miami Heat yesterday. That's what it looked like. It looked like a team victory when you're looking at it. And, you know, Bam looked good as well. Jimmy Butler only played a few, but he did get injured. So, overall, Miami looked good. I'm not going to take this victory away from them. But when we look at what New Orleans did against the Raptors, they basically lost the same by 13. So, if we look at their roster, the two people that beat us the most was Bledsoe and J.J. Redick. And guess what? Combined, 2 for 11. They didn't miss any shots in the third quarter when we played them. So, basically, what when you look at the Miami Heat, when you looked at some of them for their three-point line, like, what was it, Robinson was 7-13, just dominating. They looked good from the three-point margin. So, Miami, good game. They beat them. You know, New Orleans came off a upset against the Raptors. A lot of us thought the Raptors were going to beat them last game. But, you know what, Miami lost to Orlando. So they rebounded as well. So we will see how the season develops. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a update or a assessment of each team after the 10 games. Why? Because we, we don't know. You can't really make a judgment call on who's going to finish where after two games. You can't. Listen, Miami lost their first game. They rebounded and won their second. New Orleans won their first game. They lost their second. So we will see how it goes with you know what? Both of them are one and one. Both of them won in the same style as before, and they lost 
in the way against the ways that they've won if you get what my drift is if you understand what i mean you know miami looked like they had the exact same game plan team effort and new orleans well my they weren't able to outduel the heat so 111 to 98 was the final score and you know what hats off to miami rebounding as well uh i will be discussing the raptors game later on as well so moving on to the next game clippers versus the nuggets well the Clippers were in control uh, throughout the whole entire game. They were. Uh, Kawhi Leonard left early due to a mouth contusion injury after accidentally getting elbowed by Serge Ibaka. But you know what? Paul George was able to pick it up. The team is good. They are. You have Serge Ibaka. You have Paul George. You also have Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. You have good pieces that are there to help you win. There. And listen, they're 2-0. and So shout out to the Clippers that are 2-0. and so, listen, I'm not hating on the Clippers from what they've been doing this season. And they, they, they've won. They've won their first two games. And you know what? The Nuggets, Nuggets is now 0-2. They've lost a heartbreak to Sacramento. Now they got beat down by the Clippers. So, time to rebound for them. What are they going to do in their next game? But you know what? Murray, Jokic, they look good. But adjustments need to be made going forward. But the Clippers definitely in control of that game i will finalize the score for you so my apologies 121 to 108 13 points and if we look at uh game leaders in regards to the clippers you know paul george with 23 Kawhi with 21 you got batham with 13 beverly with nine but abaka at center 15 but no one only one person had double digits and rebounds but overall a team win and when we're looking at the Nuggets here, uh, Jamal Murray with 23, Jokic with 24. That dynamic duo's, duo is always going to perform as well. But you know what? They, they played a good Clippers team. A lot of us thought, no, bubble Nuggets are going to be here and be able to beat them. But shout out to the Clippers with their W. Last game. Well, this wasn't the last game of the night, but it was the second last game. But I'm ending it with here. Lakers, Mavs, Lakers with a dominating performance as well rebounding after playing catch up to the LA Clippers on Monday Tuesday night sorry not Monday night Tuesday night winning 138 to 115 and when you look at this team they were in control the whole entire time now the Mavs are still missing Porzingis uh so Luka Doncic was doing his own thing you know 27 4 and 7 you also have Richardson you have also Powell you also have Finney Smith he has a good starting core with them but when you're missing your number one center in Porzingis who does make an impact it, it does hurt now Marjanovic he wasn't looking good he wasn't in there much we saw what he did in the bubble when they played the Clippers but it, it did hurt not to have him there or not get more minutes he did play but seven minutes so it looked like a few issues but the Lakers just you now when you have 50 combined total points LeBron James uh, and Anthony Davis. LeBron had 10 assists and assisted with, you know, Anthony Davis's five. You know, they're, they're unstoppable, but this team looks good. They look like a good team. You have Montrez Harrell, who came off the bench with 22, 7, and 2. And you have Kuzma. You also have Mar Marcus Morris. So it's going to be a good team in regards to uh, the Lakers. They rebounded against the Clippers. Listen, the Clippers beat them last year. Oh, well.
not really worried about the Lakers. Like I stated, they're going to be finishing number one in the West. So look out for that. So those were my five games uh, that I chose. Well, they were the only five games playing yesterday. But I decided to kick off my picks with those five games, finishing four and one. So just like my NFL games, I will be doing picks uh, once a week. Uh, so next week I'll do a combined of NF my five games for the NFL, my five games for the NBA, because next weekend is the last weekend of the regular season for the NFL. And then it's playoff prediction time. Who's going to go where? Who's going to finish what? So uh, four and one on my NBA season, which I'm very happy to have. Better than my first week in the NFL, which was 0-3, but hey, it's called progress, correct? Uh, so I'm also going to kick over to my NFL games because I was just starting to talk about my predictions, or I was talking about predictions. So the five games that I'm going with are the Colts and Steelers, Browns and Jets, Chicago and Jaguars, Packers and Titans, and the Seahawks versus the Rams. So when we're going to look at my potential winners... Uh, I'm choosing the Colts over the Steelers. I'm liking the Colts to continue their winning on the road. Uh, we're gonna, they're gonna be without Anthony Consanzo, Braden Smith, their two premier tackles. But I still think with the way the Steelers are playing, that I think they'll have enough to beat them. Uh, Browns and Jets going with the Browns. Listen, the Browns are gonna continue their win streak. I don't think the Jets have enough to do an upset, though they did win last week to beat the Rams, which was a shocker. But the Browns will continue, especially with the Steelers losing. It could help them get momentum in regards to maybe potentially getting a division. So Browns placement as well. Colts also, I forgot to mention, Colts also need this W to clinch a playoff spot. Browns will be there as well, trying to clinch their playoff spot as well. So Colts, Browns so far. Chicago versus Jaguars. I chose Chicago beating Minnesota last week. Ha, ha, ha. I was right. So Chicago over the Jaguars. Jaguars are in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes here, folks. So that's what they're trying to fight for. And who are they facing? The Jaguars. Whoever finishes last gets Trevor Lawrence. Unless he goes back to Clemson for another year, then yes. <laughs> they're, they're both losing out on Trevor Lawrence. But Chicago coming off a good W last week. And they're definitely going to need this win to keep their playoff attention or playoff hopes alive. Sorry. Mostly playoff contention, but playoff hopes, mostly because they are on the outside looking in. And when we're looking at the updates in regards to playoff standings, uh, if we look here, NFC, we see Chicago sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven, And who's sitting at that 7th spot? Carolina. And Carolina is hosting at 8-6. and six, So they're one game out of a playoff spot. One game out, but they definitely need Arizona to lose. And, well, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to battle that. But Chicago, I'm liking them to get the W over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Packers, Titans are happening as well. So I'm liking the Packers to get the W. Uh, they definitely need to clinch that number one spot. Saints won yesterday and clinched their division. They're 11-4. Packers are 11-3 at the moment. A loss would have them in a tie with the, uh, with the Saints. But the Packers need this W more. The Titans are going to try and fight for it as well with Derrick Henry because they need to hold on to this divisional lead against the Colts. But I'm liking the Packers to win because, you know what, they have more of a line. They have a bye week. They get an extra rest. They've already won their division, step one. But, you know what, that first round bye does make a difference. So look 
for the Packers to get the W. Seahawks versus the Rams. Well, Seahawks are playing okay football, and the Rams are coming off a very tight loss. So the Rams are a game back of the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are in the division lead. So we will see how this game turns out, but I'm liking the Seahawks to continue their momentum, especially with the Rams coming off a tough loss against the New York Jets. Well, that's a, I wouldn't say tough loss. I would say a drastic, depressing loss, especially when they needed that to win. So um, let's see if they can bounce back, but I'm liking the Seahawks to maintain their lead and even potentially take away the division as well. If they win this weekend, they, they definitely win the division, so they definitely need that as well. And if they want to keep in a race with getting that number one seed, I don't know if they'll get it, but sealing up a division this week when you're already in the playoffs is definitely key, and especially when you beat the Rams. So those are my five picks of the week. So just to recap, I have the Colts beating the Steelers, the Browns taking on the Jets and winning, the Bears beating the Jaguars, the Packers taking over the Titans, and Seattle beating the Rams and hopefully clinching their division. Uh, so I will review those picks on Monday. I'm sitting at a 55-20 and 20 record on the season. So hopefully as we continue on for the last two weeks, I definitely get a better result over the 17 weeks. But, you know, I've been looking forward to these picks the last, every, every week I always look forward to doing these picks. So next I will be talking about the NHL. As you know, the season has been improved and set to start on January 13th. Training camp, depending on where you were, whether in the playoffs or just finished in the regular season, you either start on the 31st or the January or January 3rd. I kind of don't really like that setup, but you know what? If you need the extra four days rest, take the extra four days rest. But the one thing that has been updated as well and concerning is the Canadian provinces not really approving their teams to start playing yet. They're still awaiting on more updates on protocols for the NHL. Daly came out and said, and Daly is the head of the NHLPA, saying that Canada is good to go in starting their games. Well, the problem is not all the provinces have approved their teams to go. So BC has their restrictions, Manitoba, Alberta, still have not really approved for their teams to start playing indoors. Ontario and Quebec, same thing. And Ontario just went into a lockdown today. So three games at least in Ontario are affected and two of your seven Canadian teams in the north are in Ontario. So it's going to be tough to see what will happen. It is. It's going to be tough. Now each Canadian team is playing each other about nine to ten times whereas other divisions are playing, you know, seven to eight times because there's more teams in those divisions but with the canadian teams if their provinces are not being like okay you're good to go then you're affected and you're not going to be able to win so well not win but able to play which you know affects your revenue and you know affects how the salary cap will go forward but winning does come into mind and don't get me wrong winning is part of the game when we're looking at these provinces and we're not seeing the approval go because the NHL hasn't updated them on proper protocol, it's kind of hard to see what's going to happen. Now, 
training camp, depending on where you finished, like I stated earlier, you're either starting on the 31st or the 13th. So Ottawa technically being the only Canadian team not making the qualifying round. As you know, we had Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg was there, uh, Vancouver, and also Toronto and Montreal, but Ottawa being the only one out. So they're the only one that's really starting on the 31st. So they get the extra four days, which has zero impact, I believe. But we're, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see how this season gets started and will the season actually start on time. They've approved it. They said 13th is A-OK and ready to go. So it's just a waiting game now. That's all it is. And I would love to see the Canadian seasons, Canadian team start off. But without this approval and the update, it could be a delay for the Canadian team starting. Like I stated, Ontario's in a lockdown. Quebec's got strict restrictions. Alberta has their restrictions. Same with Manitoba. And BC came out with their restrictions earlier this week. They're not even like allowing travel for their sports teams. So it's a waiting game, guys. And as we're getting closer and closer and closer, it's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. So let's see what they do. I know the NHL PA says, yes, we're ready to go. And the NHL says, yes, we're ready to go. But when you're reading the news and seeing the highlights, we're not really ready to go. And like, listen, you have the Central, the West, and also the the East. Sorry, East, West, Central. Yeah, there's no South Division. So you have the West, Central, and East as your three divisions ready to go because they're all in the United States. But your North Division isn't ready to go. It's going to be tough. It is. I know it's about money. It's all about the revenue. So we will see how this turns out. We really do. We really, really have to wait and see. But the season is set to kick off on the 13th. And guess what? The lockdown the lockdown is set to close after the 20th of January in Ontario. But the quarantines for each province are still there. Raptors are in action tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. And you know what? We're hoping for a rebound after what happened against the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday. Listen, the Raptors played two and a bit good quarters, but it's a four-quarter basketball game. And the one thing that was concerning was that third quarter and the three ball. They went 0 for 10, and the Pelicans seemed like they didn't miss their three-point shots. Well, you live and die by the three, but tonight it's very important what schemes are Nick Nurse are going to use against the Spurs. Spurs are coming off their big win on Wednesday night as well. I know, but it's also the first game, so I'm not really too concerned. So, but when we're looking at it, um, well, how much small ball are they going to use? That's the thing. Listen, Baines has been okay. You know, Boucher has been playing good as well. So when you're looking at your small ball, you're probably going to look at Siakam, Boucher. You're also going to look at OG. You also have Kyle and Fred. How much of Norm are they going to use as well? Is Tarrant Davis going to be there? Malachi Flynn and Matt Thomas, can you use them more in rotation? What about Len, Bembry, Stanley Johnson? How are you going to have them fit into the, the rotation as well? So, like I stated, I will be doing a 10-game assessment because each team, you can't judge after the first two games because, you know, we're just blindsided by the hype. But for the Raptors, like, Nick Nurse has got new faces and lots of ways of doing different combinations. So we will wait and see what he does for management and adjustments 
and planning schemes. That's what we have to wait and see. I'm hoping for a Raptors W tonight. Uh, it's great to see DeMar DeRozan again, especially when he's playing against his old team. But we will wait and see on uh, how tonight's game develops. So that game is kick tipping off later on tonight. Let's all be hoping for a Raptors W against the Spurs, and we desperately need one. Now, like I stated just a few seconds ago, it's only the first couple games. I will do my judgment after the 10 games on where the Raptors are. But Raptors, Spurs playing tonight, so looking forward to that game, and we'll be watching it tonight. So it's Saturday. As you know, I always do my rankings, whether it's movies, players, favorite teammates. So tonight, with the NHL season coming up and training camp is starting next week, I'm going to be doing the 10 NHL teams I will be looking forward to watching this upcoming season. It's not going to be any specific order. There might even be more than 10 teams in this top 10 rankings. So coming up next is my rankings of the NHL teams. I'll be looking forward to watch this NHL season. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. With hockey just around the corner, so you kind of want to look at every team and break them down, but it's hard to do that sometimes. Kind of have to break that down into episodes. So today, I did a list of 10 teams that I'm looking forward to watch this NHL season. Why? Well, because lots of changes have happened. Realignment has happened. And you know what? Players are not going to be facing players like they usually do. You know, Toronto and Boston will not be facing each other. Tampa and Boston will not be facing each other in the regular season. So this is what I'm looking at here. So 10 teams, I'm actually going to be including a division in this as well, and I'll explain why as the rankings goes on. But remember, these are just 10 teams, no specific ranking. So going with my first team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, I know I'm a Penguins fan. Yes, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, definitely one of the most recognizable clubs in the world. But the reason why I'm bringing, bringing them up is, well, can they finally get over the hump? That's going to be the question. Now, they're in the North. They're going to be facing the same Canadian teams. And, you know, you get to see Matthews McDavid multiple times, which is great. But will they be, will they, will they be able to win the division? Will they be able to move on to the next round? Listen, can they get the top division where they bypass the qualifying round? Because it looks like they're doing that again. Can they bypass that and you know be that one two three or fourth seed can they get there how are they going to compete with the other canadian teams are they going to be far superior are they going to show their growth because we haven't seen much maturity and growth because they keep losing either in the first round or last year to columbus in that qualifying round in five so it's just time will tell but toronto is one of those teams i will be looking forward to watch this season just based on how they are how are they going to develop with this new realignment the next team i'm looking forward to watching is the montreal canadians yes they beat my habs yes i have friends and family who are canadians fans but i want to see what they're going to do in this new realignment kind of should have put the whole north division as a check mark here because they're not going to be facing any american clubs they're just going to be facing canadian teams and where will they match up? Listen, Vancouver was the farthest Canadian team to go last season. 
because we didn't see Calgary, Edmonton, we didn't see them making out of the qualifying round. Montreal lost in the next round to Philadelphia. So you have Montreal playing Toronto. How well are they going to do with Vancouver? Where are we going to see when they play Winnipeg? Remember, they're playing at least 9 to 10 times this season. So it's going to be interesting on how their growth is. How's Carey Price going to be? How are these young guns going to be when they have the pressure put on them? Will they be in that top three? Maybe will they win the North? Hard to say. But it's definitely a team I keep an eye on to watch this NHL season. My next team I'm looking forward to watch is the Colorado Avalanche. They had a tough Game 7 loss too. The Dallas Stars, we know where the Dallas Stars ended up after that. Well, we'll see how they go. We'll see how Nathan McKinnon and them grow this season. They do have a good chance to finish in the top three in the West. They, their toughest opponents I will see here are Vegas. You do also have St. Louis, and Arizona could be a hit-or-miss team uh, when playing them this season. Remember, they're only facing the teams in their division. So I, I think... Colorado, with the growth that they made last year, getting back to the playoffs, I can see them continuing their success. So look for them to be in the top three in the West. Next team is going to be the Dallas Stars. They lost in the Cup to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can they repeat and go back to the Cup Finals? Listen, Ben uh, and Sagan, they are the leaders of this team. So can they repeat what they did? Can they be able to continue to play against... Uh, their new division because when we're looking here they're in a tight division as well uh, so you're playing Tampa where you can continuously face them again so they won't be seeing them in the cup you have Nashville you have Columbus who won't have to face Pittsburgh and Washington so they're a team that can be competitive and you have Carolina who did well and also you have the Chicago Blackhawks this is a division that could be tough now it's not going to be as tough as the east but this is definitely going to be another tough division and well we won't expect much from detroit maybe slight growth but columbus can play tough tampa bay is the defending champs nashville can play very well florida oh, it's going to be hit or miss chicago they can definitely play will they be the same blackhawks that we've seen in the past who knows but dallas well we'll see if they can finish top three or even be in a wild card for this new division that they have here in the central my next team is definitely going to be the stanley cup champions the tampa bay lightning now why am i discussing them well you always want to discuss the champions because can they repeat can they do what they did last year i know they had the bubble i i know that some people say it could be an asterisk but let's see what happens here with the tampa bay lightning can they repeat they don't have kucherov will stamkos be healthy What's the rest of the team going to look like? What can John Cooper th do this season? Are they going to be able to repeat? Like I just was stating with the Dallas Stars. They're playing the Dallas Stars in the same division, so there's not going to be a chance for them to play each other in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, like I stated earlier, with Tampa, or with Dallas, sorry, Tampa's got Dallas, you have Nashville, you have Columbus, you have Chicago, you have Carolina. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Because remember, you're not playing Boston. You don't have Toronto. So... That's going to be a tough division on where they're going to see. So you won't, we'll expect Tampa to be top three. Can they win the division? It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle against Dallas. It's going to be a battle with Columbus. It's going to be a battle with Chicago. So let's wait and see if the returning champs, or sorry, the defending champs can actually repeat again. 
So my next team is going to be the Columbus Blue Jackets. Can John Tortorello get his team back to the playoffs in this, you know, nice tight division? Remember, they're not playing against Pitt and Washington in their division. They have a tough division as well. Listen, they, they've played Carolina before. They know what's at. But, you know, you're battling against Chicago. You're battling against Dallas. Florida's even, Florida and Nashville made the playoffs last year, too. And you have the defending champs. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Central will be like. Maybe as I'm doing this podcast, I realize maybe I should have just had the whole central division as one category. But there are only certain teams in there that I'm looking forward to seeing, and Columbus will be one of those teams. They they beat the Blue J- uh, the Maple Leafs last year. I almost said Blue Jays, but they beat the Leafs last year in their round. And you know what? They're not that bad of a team. They have been in the playoffs before. They've made runs before, too. So, you know, usually they would run into Pittsburgh or, you know, Washington. But, hey, they, they've been underdogs before. So Columbus is definitely a team I would like to see grow as this new season develops. So my other team that I'm looking at is the Edmonton Oilers. Just like the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, can they rebound and get over the hump? Like they made the qualifying round last year, but they couldn't get through. And we've seen them make the playoffs before and have their first round exit. Can Dreisaitl and McDavid finally get there and lead their teams to the glory? But we don't know. This this team always underperforms. Just like the Maple Leafs, they're underperforming. McDavid is arguably the best player in hockey at the moment, for talent-wise. But for some reason, when it's carrying the Edmonton Oilers... They just can't go forward. Yes, they've had goalie issues. Yes, they've had defensive issues, bad trades. But when they've made it to the show, they're never there. They either get beat out or, you know, they, they just cannot perform when needed. But can, can Edmonton finally get over the hump? Can they be able to compete in the new North Division? Can they finish second? That's the thing. They're going to be in a Canadian division, which is going to be still tough. Everyone except for Ottawa made the playoffs. But can they compete? Can they do something? So we will wait and see. But Edmonton is a team that I would keep an eye on this season to see how they grow with this new alignment. Can the Chicago Blackhawks return to what they were uh, before the end of the 2020s? Can they repeat themselves as the three-time Stanley Cup champions? Can Kane and Taves and Duncan Keith, can they all show what they did years ago to make this team one of the most feared teams to play with? Listen, they they showed up as well in the qualifying round. Listen, the majority of the NHL teams this past offseason made the qualifying rounds. Like they, The majority of them made the playoffs. We saw what the NHL did. But can... You know, Chicago return to what they were. Can they finally get back to their playing ways, dominating ways? We've seen what Keynes has done. You know, I know they had Ontario and Panarin on the team before, and, you know, that didn't work out. He got moved. But can they show that they can grow? Can they return to that? Well, we'll see what they can do in the Central. They're going to be playing in a tough division. We'll see if they can get out there. Can they get top three? Can they get a wild card spot? But Chicago is a team that I would like to keep an eye on and enjoy watching this season. So my fourth and final Canadian team that I'm looking forward to watch is the Vancouver Canucks. Listen, they had a successful season. They won the qualifying round against Minnesota. They were able to beat out the defending champion, St. Louis Blues. They lost to the the Vegas Golden Knights. But can they move on from that and capitalize this season? Will they be able to be uh, competing in this new North Division? Are they going to be better than Toronto and Edmonton? 
what are the restrictions going to be like and how that's going to affect their gameplay this season because they may not be able to play in BC. Actually, we're still waiting on to see if any of the Canadian teams will be able to play in Canada in their own provinces, so we'll just have to wait and see. But some restrictions in BC could affect the way uh, the Vancouver Canucks will be playing. And then we'll see if they can compete with Toronto. They might be the second best team. We'll see how they do against Winnipeg. We'll see how they do against Calgary. We'll see how they do against Edmonton. Like, listen, they, they qualified last year, but they made the best of it and succeeded. They, they, but can they can carry it off? Can they carry it on to the new NHL season? And lastly, my 10th team that I'm looking forward to watching, any team in the East Division. Basically, that's what it's coming down to. I'm going to use a soccer terminology. The East definitely seems like a group of death when you look at it. You have Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, uh, the Islanders, Jersey, you know, Buffalo, and you also have Boston. Listen, Buffalo and Jersey are going to be the weakest teams in this division. But as much as you have the Rangers, they were still in the qualifying round, and we've seen them in the playoffs before. Now, they don't have King Henry, but you know they have the number one pick in Lafreniere, and you have Panarin as well. So can those two together carry this team? Also, Philly, who's been strong the last couple of years, can Pittsburgh be able to compete and make the playoffs out of this out of this division. The two best teams is going to be Boston and Washington one and two, either or. Whether the third and fourth and other spots, that's going to be a different story. That's going to be the concerning part because you have Philly who's plays strong. Islanders could be the third best team in the East. Um, we'll, we'll see what the Rangers do, like I stated. But you know, when we're looking at probably one to five, you're looking at I'm going to go with Boston one. Washington 2, Islanders 3, Philly 4, and potentially Pittsburgh 5. And I'm a Penguins fan. And Pittsburgh potentially being the 5th best in this team. 5th, when you're looking at what's going on here. Like, Islanders were good. They have been solid the last couple of years. They swept Pittsburgh two years ago. So we will see what, what happens. Can uh, Rutherford get Penguins back to where they were? Can Washington capitalize? Like it's going to be interesting to see because Boston or Washington will have to fight out in the divisional rounds. They're not going to be able to get that one. They're not going to be able to fight for one, two, and three like they did last year. So what we're going to see here is with this new realignment, is it going to be Boston? Is it going to be Washington? Could Pittsburgh be the sleeper? Could the Islanders win this division? So when you're looking here, it could be it's going to be interesting to see this whole division. That's why I put it as one of those looking forward to watch because this division is going to be probably the most exciting one because you have the rivalry between Philly and Pittsburgh. We've seen, you know, we wa always wanted to see that matchup of Boston versus Washington. Boston doesn't have Toronto or Tampa to face against. They don't have, you know, that potential easy W. So we won't be seeing that. But it will be interesting to see the race to number one for the East. Who is it going to be? I've given the five teams here where I think the rankings will be. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong where I believe my Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be. For all I know, Pittsburgh wins the division. Washington may take a step back this year. Boston may not be the same team. Remember, Krug is gone, so they're missing out on defense. Can Tuka Rask be the same player that he was? We just have to wait and see. Can, can we see what this team's going to do? What are their Rangers going to be like? You know, they don't have their leader in King Henry anymore. I know he wasn't much of a factor the last couple of years, 
but that can put an impact there. Or was Philly going to be a one-hit wonder? Remember, Carolina and Columbus aren't there either anymore. So you traded those two out for, you know, two teams that, you know, one's good and one isn't bad. And Buffalo, who knows, could Taylor Hall lead this team into a playoff? Him and Jack Eichel. We just have to wait and see. It's, it's going to be interesting this season, but the East as themselves, that's going to be something you should be watching. The competitiveness of that division is going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. And I want to hope and pray that, you know, my Penguins make it out and they make it back to the playoffs. That's going to be the concern. As a Penguins fan, this is this is the group of death. So I'm sorry that I put in a soccer term there, but that is the group of death. So look at the East as one of the most exciting divisions and one of the toughest divisions this year in hockey. So that's my list of 10 teams that I'm looking forward to watching this season. I know I included a division, but should go over them again. Toronto, Montreal, Colorado, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Columbus, Edmonton, Chicago, uh, Vancouver, and then the East Division. Those are what I'm looking at when I'm going to be watching this season just because, you know, it's going to be exciting matchups. A lot of factors are going to be playing there. And like I stated earlier on, the provinces, we're still waiting on how it's going to affect the North Division. So it's going to be an interesting season when it comes to hockey. Uh, but you know what? I, I don't know who's going to be what. As we get closer and closer to the season, uh, we'll make predictions. I think if I'm going to do predictions for the rankings, it's going to be later on in the season because, well, there's not going to be any preseason games. It's just training camp and boom, the season kicks off on the 13th. So it's going to be an interesting NHL season, but I will be making game picks like I'm doing now with the NBA and the NFL. So I will be having that as the NHL season goes on, and I will make predictions as for rankings and how it's going to be set up for the playoffs. So that's the show today. You know, I did cover a lot, the NHL, uh, my Christmas games from the NBA, my picks for the NFL. So I went 4-1 on one on Christmas Day. My Colt, my NFL picks, I almost said the Colts picks, but my NFL picks were winners, going with the Colts, Browns, Bears, Packers, and Seahawks. Hoping for a 5-0 and weekend, and I'm hoping that the Raptors play well against the Spurs. That's going to be a tough matchup uh, with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, they are on the road, so hopefully Nick Nurse can make proper adjustments. And you know what? I hope the schemes that he's going to be putting out against this team, it's, it's going to be... A tough battle so you know Raptors haven't lost an, an openers for the last seven years they're down 0-1 I know some people are making you know pushing that panic button want to sell the team already but like I've stated it was the first game we'll see how they do against the Spurs they do play them tough it is Popovich so and I will be later on after the first 10 games of the NBA season I will be doing an assessment to see who is the best and where they are matching up and who's the real the real teams that are showing up, the pretenders versus the contenders. So I'm not on the Nets bandwagon yet because I know a lot of people jumped on it the first time and, you know, the game two just happened, so a lot of people are jumping on that again. So we'll just wait and see as how the season develops. So on Monday show, I'll recap the picks. I'll talk the Raptors game. I'll talk other NBA games as well and updates in the NFL. Uh, we may be finalized for the playoffs or well we'll have playoff position or playoff teams but we may not have positions yet because lots of stuff's coming down this weekend two of the games that i'm looking for i have to watch are the colts and the steelers and the packers and the titans 
that impacts what I will be watching over the next two weeks. But thank you for listening to the show. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.